And hello good people of the internet, it is I, Tommy Kelly, and this is Adventures in Woo Woo. And in this episode I want to talk a bit about the idea of pop culture servitors using uh, these guys. So hello and welcome uh, to my new setup. This is still the office that I've been talking about for any number of months now. But as I said in the last video, I still hadn't felt too comfortable in it. It still felt like someone else's or just the energy wasn't right. So what I decided to do was pull it all apart. Well, for the most part, pull it apart and start again. And what I did was create, rather than just having my altar or my space, my magic space on a shelf, kind of extended shelf that I had on the bookshelf, I decided to have a very open, and uh, more expansive, covering two kind of smaller bookshelves, have the backdrop, lights, candles, all of the things. And it immediately changed the whole atmosphere of the room. I like it an awful lot more. And uh, we're certainly getting there. Um, I'd say I'm more 95% the way there. There's still a couple of things that I might have to change just to get to where I want it to be. But what happened in all of this is it got me really thinking about the whole nature of servitors and uh, they approach them and what they are and stuff like that and of course I've done an awful lot of work with servitors I created 40 of them at least 44 of them probably <laughs> very 44 public ones let's say and a handful of other ones of course there is the journey which is another 12 any number of servitors so it's something I've done and have found great success with and uh, will do in the future but I don't want them to have kind of maybe as strict a form as I have done up to now and I like it to be a bit more open and be a bit more experimental with it and by that what I mean is, I'm going to go back and probably do them the way everyone else did them because, you know, sometimes the classic is always the best. But we're going to start with a story because I think this will explain my approach to a servitor a bit better than just me rambling in the general kind of direction of servitors. Years and years and years ago, there was a guy I met and he was very much a kind of a, I suppose, a mentor for a number of years for me. I was kind of, I was quite young when I met him and it was my formative years, all of those type things. And for good and for bad, I learned many a thing from him. He was very much a kind of an aggressive atheist. So we did, there was no kind of ever magic element to him. And he did stuff that would kind of put him in the category of Psychonaut, but not really, because I think Psychonaut kind of has to, not has to, there's no rules. For me, Psychonaut kind of infers a kind of spiritual aspect to it, that people are doing more than just kind of partying. Now that's not always strictly true and there is a whole kind of rational psychonaut thing that, that's going on and party psychonauts and all that but in, the, in my sense what I, when I say the word psychonaut I mean a kind of a spiritual trying to you know see through the veil all of these type of things. Now he wouldn't describe himself as psychonaut but he would describe himself as someone who took a lot of hallucinogens and fair you know fair to him. So I'm saying that just to go that there was no magic to this guy at all he wasn't a magic person and wouldn't have seen the world but he had some magic practices as most people do even the staunches of atheists. Not all, mind you, some of them, you know, not, not tarnishing you all with one brush. But he had this thing that when he tripped, he um, had a, he essentially had a servitor. So what he had was that, you know the M&Ms, the chocolate and the peanut ones, and had a yellow uh, model of that. It was about half a foot, something like that. It was just, you know, the, the M&M just waving, you know, some big smile on its face, happy. And he had it sitting on top of his telly or on his shelf or something like that. Telly. Back in the days when tellies were huge and you could sit stuff on top. 
And what he would do if, if he was tripping alone, which he did a lot, um, is that if it started getting bad or heavy or his mind was going in a place that was the wrong kind of direction, he would, all he would have to do is look at Mr. M and he would uh, see Mr. M waving and smiling and telling him everything goes okay and you know just exuding positivity and all of those things. I think that's a perfect example of a servitor in that a servitor is an encapsulation of an idea. It's a thought form. It's a, a center focus or a focus point of this idea. And I take the 40 servants and each of those kind of servitors are not the image on it. They're not the sigil, they're, but they're a quick kind of reference guide that you can look at or visualize that uh, kind of it brings the entirety of the idea together in one point for easy kind of remembrance. So take something like the healer. And the healer, the idea of the healer, of course, is that someone's looking after, someone's healing you, someone's giving you healing, someone's letting you recuperate, someone's, um, you know, helping you out as you recuperate, looking after all of those things that, say, a nurse would do, or your mother would do when you were young, when you were sick, or, you know, your partner does, or whatever those things, when you're feeling down and you need healing or whatever. But the kind of added element, of, you know, she's a superstar healer as well in the, in the kind of a woo-woo sense. So that's not the magic imbued in the image. That's not the magic imbued in the sigil. They're just kind of quick access points to the greater idea, which is the same thing as the Mr. M. It was a quick access to positivity, to pulling yourself out of the brink, to pulling yourself back from overthinking or from the darkness or whatever. It was a, a servitor of light in many ways. And just a point on this, it's, it was, he said it never failed him. He was always, able, was always able to get him out of these things. And that's kind of a point that I want to make about this idea of that servitors, when used over a course of time, go bad or go evil or go wrong or start having their own agenda or any of these type of things. My experience is that that's never actually happened to me. Even though like kind of I'm, I allow servitors to have their own, in a sense, sovereignty, but in a very limited set you know boundary or delineation and that the healer can do whatever she wants within the healing ring and you know will know more about healing in a sense than i will or the people will and all that but you're not suddenly going to turn into an architect or you know a destructor or a battle merchant a battle merchant what's a battle merchant a soldier or something destructive you know an evil demon or whatever sovereignty and autonomy in a sense within the sphere of what her she is described as what her job is and she's quite happy with it because that's what she is that's the idea it is can't be anything else the healer cannot be anything else mr m could not be anything else for my friend because that's what it had he had created and that was the represents representation it was and even in this kind of lsd or mushroom kind of journeys or trips which would be very um kind of easy and kind of would, you know, the whole thing would very easily turn into something kind of bad or whatever, where Mr. M could in nature change into something more nefarious, or whatever. It never did, it always stayed as it's kind of what it was, Mr. Positive. Everything was okay, stay with us. So I find out that when people talk about servitors and when they kind of say that, you know, to go out of control or whatever, in a lot of cases, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, there seem to be people whose lives are a bit out of control or have a tendency to get out of control anyway and probably shouldn't be messing around with these kind of archetypical ideas of magic you know magic's not not uh, it's not safe it's going to fuck with your life and it's going to do things in the most dickish way possible and there's a huge trickster element to it and all of those things and it's definitely people say is magic safe of course it's not safe but living's not safe none of it is doing anything's not safe 
But I do think that the most people who have trouble with servitors seem to be people who have trouble with a lot of stuff or have trouble with magic in general or find that they feel that they're cursed an awful lot or you know there's an awful lot of kind of ideas of people that they think you know the paranoia maybe around it but again not all sometimes people have weird you know kind of things that happen with servitors and it's just that's the way it is so what all this got me to kind of think is that there's a whole kind of pop culture thing in servitors that i kind of i neglect in many ways because it's just not something that grabs me in that whole kind of example, I think Gordon White gives an awful lot is that you have Superman or you have Apollo, both are the sun gods, you know, and um, but Apollo should be in theory more powerful because he's the original or he's, he is actually real, whereas Superman is a facsimile or kind of a watered down version of it. But to someone who loves Superman or idolizes Superman and, Superman and knows nothing about Apollo or only some sort of a vague kind of notion of Apollo, I would believe that Superman is more powerful, but I am a chaos magician. That is how I think, and that's how I believe. I think that the belief of the magician is the tool. That whole thing of chaos magic belief is a tool is what I believe. I do think that you're affecting consciousness by your beliefs. And I think the materia of life, be that dove's blood, uh, gremlin's toes, raven's eyebrow, whatever it is, um, that's just leading you to believe in your magic more. I know that's quite trite and people don't like that and you know, a lot of people say no, the materia themselves have power. Maybe they do and maybe I will change my mind about that in the future but for now I don't think that. I think it's all about the belief of the operator and I think that those old books where you would have to go off on a quest to find these particular rare ingredients was all to boost up your kind of belief in yourself. Well if I've done this, I've gone on an adventure, I've got the, the the powerful thing, and I'm gonna use it in my spell, but you made it powerful by your adventure, not that it was inherently powerful in the first place. So I think you can make anything uh, kind of powerful. You can make anything into a servitor, and I think you can widen your kind of idea of what a servitor is, not just a picture, not just a, you know, a sigil. It used to be that people would put them into actual items, like stones, teddy bears, statues, those type of things. But what I'm going to try and investigate, or investigate, look into, is putting them into these things. And if you're on the podcast, I'm holding up a Hellboy Funko Pop final toy. And it's kind of finding the kind of toys, or whatever, these type of things, that are representation, or close representations, of what, uh, the type of thing that I want. So say I want protection of my office. And I don't want anyone to come in, and I don't want any kind of negative vibes or whatever. Something like a Hellboy has a, is a good kind of grounding, a good start in that because there's a lot of attributes of not taking shit, very powerful, you know, uh, knows knowledgeable of all the things that would come, has a big gun, is green, is a devil, all of those things. So by trying to make that a more powerful idea and encapsulating it within that kind of toy or whatever it is, making, get, making it powerful, giving it significance, doing all those things in the same way that I would have done with my other servitors, only now it's encapsulated or buried or contained within a toy. And you can make any sort of things, you know, get a statue of other things. It doesn't have to be the Funko Pop things. They just kind of appeal to my sensibility right now. So and that's what I'm doing. I'm going through different ones and I have a couple of different ones ordered and stuff. And I'm going to use them as a different kind of approach to servitors than I have done before. Um, of course, it's not new, and it's kind of it's the classic way of doing servitors. I kind of changed it in a sense. I wasn't the first person to make you know drawings of servitors and sigils, far from it. 
but um, it's more a classical way of approaching servitors in that you push them into an item, into an actual thing. And the, the most kind of obvious one or the one that was used an awful lot was this idea of a protecting spirit of the house or of your area and you'd put that into like a dragon statue or something like that. And people found them very effective. And I don't see why they would be even less effective than a drawing or a sigil. Of course, I, I, will, I probably will make a sigil for my Hellboy, um, just to separate him from, you know, the, the, the actual archetypical Hellboy or the, you know, the fictional Hellboy, all fiction, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and so that it becomes more its own thing. So that kind of toy starts becoming its own kind of energy and its own kind of feel slightly separate from what the hellboy is the larger hellboy kind of idea is mold it more into what i need what i want what i'm expecting from a servitor in the same way that you would have something like the gatekeeper in the 40 servants which is starts with an idea similar to papa legba and then mold it and change into something that more suited to what i wanted with respect and reverence to what it was immediately and possible you know, cultural appropriation and all that aside, all that argument for a different day. But that, in that kind of idea, turning it into something more suited to me or more suited to, more powerful to me in the full chaos magic kind of sense. So to people who aren't in the chaos magic, this obviously sounds like pure woo-woo and I make no apology for it. That is part of one of the, it's the main part of this. Um, channel so why are you here if you're if you're not into this kind of stuff but i do know i do understand but the, here's the thing an encapsulation of an idea a thing that you look at like a mr m that's telling you everything is okay is a powerful thing it's a very powerful thing as we know from uh, how social media works how media in general works how public opinion is swayed and all of these things how a flag can change people's mind about things, how certain images can just completely change people's mind, how a great photograph changes the world. Like think of the um, Tiananmen Square with the tanks and the guys standing in front of it, how powerful that image. And in a sense, you can understand where a servitor can kind of come from, you know, that kind of, that kind of place. And I'm not saying, of course, that photograph is a servitor, but it's that same kind of idea in a sense, that it's an encapsulation of an idea. And when you look at it, all of that stuff suddenly comes into focus. It's like a focus point for all of these ideas. And the more descriptive you are of that idea, the more you know what it is, the more delineated, the more kind of boundaries you have it so you know exactly what it is, the more powerful that idea becomes. And to me, ideas are the most powerful thing in the world, more than anything. And people kind of have a, a go at me sometimes. A go at me is the wrong word, they don't. They debate me or they talk to me about the, um, that I, I, I reduce magic to you know it's all in your head or to ideas but it's not i'm trying to raise not trying to because i have in my head raise the idea that ideas are more powerful it's not lessened by saying magic it's just all about ideas or that it's that to realize the vastness and the powerfulness and the pure magic that is ideas particularly focused ideas so anyway that's just what's going on in my head in regards to doing up the office and how that led to servitors and how mr m in the right circumstance can uh, take you out of the darkness and into the light. So, good people of the internet, until our next adventure, be well.